Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. The pretzel. We're caught in a trap. Can't walk out, man. I can't walk out Because I love you too much, baby Jeff Dye with us in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Bronson's Comedy tonight, tomorrow night. And a show on Sunday night, 7 o'clock as well. Have you guys ever seen a show? I know you have, Dave. <laughs> I've seen Why, a show. I've no, we touted it on the show all the time? A show called Tales from the Tour Bus. No. no. Mike Judge, who did King of the Hill. And Beavis yeah. and Butthead. Uh, and Beavis and Butthead. <clears throat> He's got a series from last year. I think they're going to do it again this year. It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. And it's and I don't know anything about country music. I, mean, I pretty much grew up in an R&B neighborhood. Uh, but it's half animation and half live action. And it's about Jerry Lee Lewis, and it's about Waylon Jennings, and Willie Nelson, and all these people. Every one of them shot somebody. Oh, really? Every one of them. I mean, these hillbillies. Yeah, they love their shooting. They love their... Well, you know, it's the same with R&B, though, right? Most oh, of those rappers Wilson have been Pickett. shot or shot people. Oh, absolutely. And all music industry just loves shooting people. Apparently, they just like to shoot people. No matter what side of the tracks it came from, there's a lot of shooting going on. <laughs> Tell you what it is funny, though. Listen to these guys talk about it. I'll tell you one thing is what I did, because I wrote all these songs, and everybody loved my songs, but I couldn't get them published. So one day I just went to Nashville, and I went into the publisher's uh, office, and I said, you publish my records, I'm going to whoop your ass right now. 
It's the way to get business done. I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice, Tom, in the Johnny Paycheck episode, there's oh, probably God. one of the oh. most, if you haven't seen this, it's it's one of the most throwaway lines, and it's so weird. They're talking to his former manager, and they're talking about something or other, and then he goes off on this tangent about turtles. Yes. And then he starts talking about where turtles, turtles sexual organs are, and then... They're oh, like, you seem guy. to know a lot about turtles. And he goes, well, I've had sex with just about every female animal on the planet except turtles. And like, then they show a close-up of the three band members, and they're all like, uh-huh. And they just roll up. <laughs> and this guy wasn't like he was joking. He just no. sat back, and it was just very matter-of-fact. I've had sex with just about every other female animal, never a turtle. Never a turtle. What a what? psychopath. <laughs> well, that's what what happened to, like, see something, say something? <laughs> yeah, that's a red flag. <laughs> Although we did find out in that same episode, apparently, that Turtles' uh, genitalia are in their tail, so yeah. the penis is in the tail, and the vagina is in the tail of a turtle. Well, I didn't know that. I'm I'm worried about this guy. I am yeah, you too. Should be. Yeah, you should yeah. be. Yeah, the society should be worried about this guy. Yeah, he's about what five four, five three, something yeah, like that. Nine hundred years old, and he uh, really hates the fact that he's short. He hates it. Yeah, he it's, he, he holds it against the world that he's he's five foot three. That is weird. He isn't holds it, it against animals. Isn't it weird, though, that yes. they do that show, and they're talking about all these celebrities yes. and their, their weird twists. Then he does twists. Jerry Lee Lewis, and he pretty much did the most sanitized version of a story I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Considering Jerry Lee Lewis had, you know, uh, mysterious deaths that occurred around him. A lot they, of them. They didn't oh, ever really? touch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the guy had three people in his, in his immediate family drown. Yeah. His little kid, Jerry Lee Jr., his wife... And somebody else, and it was like all right in there. And they pretty much believed Jerry Lee was involved in at least one really? or two of these. And he's like, hey, well, yeah, well, I, I'm attracted to people that can't swim good. Right. I don't know why exactly. that. Don't blame me. Yeah, he can't swim. Well, I speaking don't of it. which, kind of, I learned yesterday Kelsey Grammer, you know, uh, Frazier. Oh, his whole family's dead. Yeah, when he was a kid, his sister was murdered. Uh, and then water. a couple years later, his dad was murdered. Right. And then a few years later than that, Two of his brothers drowned in a scuba diving accident. That's correct. Four of so his it's family like, members. Yeah, yeah four family members in the span of 10 years. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Martin Luther kind of suspicious. brother was found in a pool literally like weeks after Martin Luther King's famous speech in D.C. Yep. And they're like, nah, it's probably just an accident. You're like, I don't know. Maybe we should look into this. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be like he's ruffled some feathers with those white boys down in the office. Unfortunately, one of the guys you work with, his wife drowned in a pool. Yes, that is true. Billy Shatner. That yeah. was a terrible deal, man. He found her at the bottom of the pool one night. Oh, God. Man, some what people, a tragedy. Some people just have a run of bad luck. I dated yes, a, four people did. <laughs> no, I dated, I dated a woman that had an ex-husband and two sons all hit by cars. Oh, my god. Hit by gosh. cars. Was it her car? No. Wasn't, her wasn't even her car? No. Right. They all... One was killed. The other two were injured. Good God! But, and yet you still and, dated and dif- it. And yeah. different situations. Say, so get the hell away from me. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. She Move started on, telling girl. me that story. <laughs> yeah, I was like, eh, You're like you know, okay. I'm going to be real busy for the next uh, <laughs> decade, Just so I need to get out of here. That works. <laughs> the large trust left behind for his daughter by the king of rock and roll has been reduced to a reported fourteen thousand dollars in cash. And Lisa Marie Presley is now suing her former manager for $100 million because of it. Presley, who is reportedly... $100 six, million. Yeah, $100 million. Uh, she's reportedly $16 million in debt, uh, argues her fortune was lost because Barry Siegel... Andy, you know who Barry Siegel is, don't you? Mm-mm. 
No. One of my best friends, Bo Siegel. His real name is Barry Siegel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Bo's right real then. name is Barry Wait, Siegel. Wait, you know him real good? I don't think it's the same Barry Siegel. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to sure. say, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> he, this one worked at Warner Brothers and we, w, WEA. He worked at Electra. Yeah, I was going to say, your Electra, buddy might right. need a friend real soon. If it's $100 million. Uh, well, he could anyway. Yeah. That's true. Uh, because Barry Siegel failed to alert her to inappropriate spending on expensive homes mainly and made a bad investment, TMZ reports, after selling 85% of Presley shares in Elvis Presley Enterprises for $100 million. What? In 2005, she sold it for $100 million. Why would you do that? And why are you broke if you sold it for $100 million? Well, Siegel invested in Core Entertainment, the parent company of American Idol, according to Presley. When the company went bankrupt more than a decade later, Presley says she lost $24.5 million. In a countersuit, Siegel tells a very different story. The 2005 sale of Presley shares cleared up uh, over $20 million in debts Lisa had incurred and netted her over $40 million in cash and a multi-million dollar income stream most of which he managed to squander in ensuing years. Siegel's attorney says, per the New York Daily News, she refused to listen to the warnings of her most trusted advisors and her family and eventually stopped paying Siegel, according to the suit. She's looking to blame others, but has only herself to blame for her financial and personal misfortunes. It adds, as part of the proceeds of her divorce from Michael Lockwood, I don't even know about him, who's Michael Lockwood? Mm-hmm. Presley has claimed she owes $10 million in unpaid taxes. $6 million from the purchase of a U.K. home, and $500,000 in other unpaid fees per Us Weekly. Lockwood claims her fortune still exists. So her ex-husband said it still exists, but she says it doesn't. I don't know what, what Barry Siegel says now. This is just proof, guys, that bad things happen oh, to good okay. people. You know? Okay, well, let's take a gander at Michael Lockwood. We're all facing a battle, you know? Gee, how did those kids ever break up? Take a look at Michael Lockwood. Oh, yeah, I saw him today on the news. Yeah, he's a little weird-looking guy. He looks like uh, he was very yeah. inspired by David Bowie and all of the puppets from Labyrinth. All of them. Every one of every single one. I want to look like that man, but yeah. also all the creatures. Sure. I'd love to look like a creature if I possibly could. Wow. Oh, so he's a... Uh, Michael Dean Lockwood, he's uh, 56 years old. How old is Lisa Marie? She's, um, I think she's my age. She's like 49 or 50. She's like 49 or 50, man. So this is going to force the pretzel out of retirement. He's going to have to come back and, and make money again for his daughter, right? Yeah, don't, yeah, don't tell the colonel, though, because he'll come up out of the grave just to take half. <laughs> what a pig that man was. Well, Good God. Who? The colonel. I don't know who that is. That's that was his manager. manager. Oh, I don't even know who that guy is. Colonel Tom, Tom Parker. Wow. Never heard of yeah. him. Colonel Tom Parker. Bad guy. Elvis Un- could not do concerts overseas or anywhere outside the United States. Why? Because Colonel Tom Parker was an illegal immigrant and couldn't get back in the country if he left. So he said, if I'm not leaving, you're not leaving. That's the worst. <laughs> Is that unbelievable? Yeah. I think settle down there, sir. And he he would have made so much money. Well, he, he already was. He was making a big chunk of Elvis's 50%. Yeah, 50% yeah. for life. Which is ridiculous. Also, yes. one thing I've learned about people that make a lot of money is they love making more than that. Yes. <laughs> so why wouldn't right. they just go overseas make heaps? He didn't want anybody coming between him and Elvis, so he was afraid if Elvis went overseas without him. He'd find some new guy. Somebody else is going to start spinning the web and taking him away. That makes sense. But what, it, it's always like what you always say, Tom. People who get in those positions... Mm-hmm. Wind up stealing money from the people that every work, time they're working for. Do you have a manager? Yeah, I actually fire. Oh, I can't say that on the thing. 
I've had that happen to me twice. Yeah, me mm. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've you've had a manager, you've had somebody steal from you. Oh yeah, and also it's like kind <laughs> of one of those things just too. It's like. And we're speaking to what you kind of, maybe we weren't even on air when we talked about it, but like, you know, being an entertainer, you got like right. some daddy issues or whatever. And so like right, when a manager right. comes in, you kind of are like, oh, I trust this guy. And, you know, yep. he, you know, he takes me out to dinner and buys me drinks and he talks to me like my, like a dad, you know? And so they it's naturally true. take advantage of that for sure. They do indeed. And it's never enough. I'm sure 50% wasn't enough for Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. I'm sure he took 70, 80%. Oh yeah. And he's like, this is your cut. Filthy pig. The, the second greatest hockey player of all time. Had all his money stolen at one point. Who was that? Bobby Orr. Oh, that's right. Bobby Orr did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely he did. Had every dime stolen by his uh, agent. Is that Elvis Presley on the phone? Laura. Laura Presley? (laughs) Laura, is this you, Laura Presley? (laughs) Hello, Thomas. How are you? Marvelous. Where have you been, sister? Busy, 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 busy. Yeah, me too. I know what you're talking about. What's going on? Nothing. I am mad at you. Oh, no. Hey, a woman who's mad at me. Whoever heard of it. Get in line. Yeah, really. Get in line, Two weeks. I binge-watched Ray Donovan five... Actually, it was a week and a half. Right. That is such a good show. I don't know why I didn't listen to you. I told you to watch Ray Donovan. So she's angry at you because she didn't listen to you. Wait, are you guys married? Yeah. (laughs) You're mad at him because he told you to watch a show and you didn't listen. That's exactly right. But usually I tell him what he needs to watch. Oh, okay. What's your favorite show? Well, actually, I'm calling because of you. Oh, well, well, that's nice. Uh Uh-oh, she must like... I'm nervous, Tom, and I'm never nervous. You're nervous talking to Jeff Dye? Listen, if, if you have not seen that show... You've got to watch it. It is the funniest thing. I laugh out loud. Thank you so it, much. I have to pause it. That means a lot to me. Thank you. We're we're. I'm actually texting with the creator right now to see when this season three is happening. We're trying to get a season three. Yeah. I I have a great idea for season three. Oh yeah, let's hear. It. Go across the United States. Yeah, but that's the beauty of our show is that we don't do the United States. We're trying to show people of the United States the rest of the world. I don't know if we can take any more of this. <laughs> yeah, well, there is Because I mean, we, we've seen America. We, we, all these shows do America, like Diners, Drives, and Drags. And that's the, what it, Diners, Drives, and Drags, very famous yeah, show. Yeah, you know, or, oh, we're, very famous. we're the something pickers, and we're the picker sisters, and we're the storage people. And the, we get it. We've seen America so on TV. We're I trying to show the world to these people. I hate those storage shows. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know how it happened, but I opened up the storage unit that I bought for $50, and there happened to be six. $16 million in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. They always find things Come that are on. real suspicious. They're exactly. like, look, it's Abraham Lincoln's skull. You're like, I don't think someone that can't afford to pay their storage unit had something this valuable inside of it. Do you know, there are a lot of people that forget that they have storage units. Yeah. That they'll set up and they they'll, do. they'll do it. And then they just have it on automatic deposit or so. Sure. Or they've passed away and it's still getting pulled from their accounts. And people forget. And then all of a sudden when it stops... You get that 90-day window, and they put those suckers up for well, auction. Well, doesn't it seem really? unfair, too, that we just get to buy their whole belongings <laughs> and no, no, on TV go through it? Like, mm-hmm. well, they should have paid their bill. You're like, Although the, the auctioneers around the United States love that show because they were, they'll were they honestly tell you, most times when they would do these auctions, they bring in 150 to 200 a, a storage shed at right, most. right. And once the show broke and people are spending fifteen hundred, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, all these newbies are coming out to storage auctions yeah. and they're buying these crap units yeah. and going through it. Well, and also, my problem with that is that um, 
the things that we really cherish in our lives aren't necessarily that valuable. You know, so like your, your photos of your family or like maybe something that has like right. uh, some sentimental value. And these vultures, they only want stuff that's worth money. So they're on camera being like, ah, it's just a bunch of photos of some old cow. And look, look, look at this plate. This plate isn't worth anything. You know, right. just breaking it. And that, yeah. that person's probably watching it on TV going, ah, those are photos of Graham Graham. I know. <laughs> oh, they're breaking all these plates you know like so it's a little like uh, opportunist and rude i would however buy the storage unit from silence of the lambs if you could pick yeah i'd buy the storage <laughs> oh unit from God. alex rodriguez i just want to buy find a, a head floating in formaldehyde in my storage <laughs> unit that would be your luck oh tom's like what's this worth they're like, like nothing you're nothing. going to prison I, Damn. I, I just love the cutaway and reveal for that episode right where you pull oh, back the sheet God. and you go what the and then <laughs> yeah, they go exactly. to commercial and come back and there's the <laughs> Bobbing head in the jar, floating uh, like, a, like there's no tomorrow. Um, I did. Uh, is she still on the line? Laura, yeah, still I am. I, so you did answer my question. And I also, ask you if there's going to be a three. Yeah, the season three we're waiting on right now. Me and Terry Bradshaw want to have our own spinoff of the show. Yes, please. Called that Jeff is, and Terry's Merca, and that would be me and him in an RV going through America. Because oh, I, uh, I'm not a real patriotic guy, like. Good. And so on the show, you'll hear me often say, like, oh, I love, you know, Japan's way better than America. Or I'll be like, oh, Thailand's great. Or Spain this. And people will, like, email me, like, you can't say that about America. So I want Terry to be like, John, I'm going to show you how great this country is. And then take us on a road go. trip. We'll be back in two minutes. Uh, Laura, you can hang in there for two minutes, can you? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Probably the last good band ever. 
anybody been as good as they are? Jonas. Uh, Goo Dogs, hello. <laughs> you talking about, How about Nickelback? You talking about all bands, or are you just talking about that genre? Since then. Since then. Uh, pretty much rock bands are not all that great since Nirvana. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't disagree right away, so it makes me think I don't disagree at all. Yeah, you can't think of any. I can't think of one that would be right away. Nevermind is one of the best albums ever. Love Nevermind. What a great album. Uh, very quickly, we were just talking about William Shatner off the uh, during the commercial break there. i got to mention a couple of things. Two things, very quickly. William Shatner's on the show all the time. So about 10 years ago, and he calls me Tom. He doesn't say Tom. He says Tom. You can't even pronounce your name right? Oh, That's Tom. rude. How are you doing, Tom? Tom, I want you to do me a favor. We've known each other for quite some time now. Well, I don't know him. I've talked to him on yeah, the phone. Yeah, you know him. Sure. Uh, I want you to do me a favor. Come to my house for Christmas. I'm like, what? <laughs> Come for Christmas. We have a wonderful Christmas, Tom. I said, let me get back to you. Which I never did, of course, because yeah. I got things to do. Because you have your own Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you have people you yeah. love and you turn on a chance for Christmas. We yeah. got that whole deal doing. Wow. But uh, who played the Scottish engineer? Uh, uh, Jimmy Doohan. Yeah. Jimmy Doohan. Yeah, yeah there played you go. Scotty. Yep. He's in studio one day, <laughs> and he's basically sitting where you are now. And so we're talking about this. And yeah, nice guy, real nice guy. <laughs> And this is on camera so they can see it. I'm talking to him. And just thought, I just figured I'd throw it out there. Because, you know, everybody has talks about how hard it is to work with William Shatner. Yeah. Right? So I said, James, let me ask you a question. Uh, um, what about working with William Shatner? As a long pause, his shoulders hunch up. He makes his face like this. He's not a nice man. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, so he's not only literally sitting where I am; he was metaphorically where I am. <laughs> right. Oh, 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 there you go. Is he a little rough to get along with on set? Nah, well, he's just like I would say that he's like a cat. Like he doesn't let people in, you know. Sure. Like, and so oh, yeah. when you work on anything, you're like, even today, like I just want everyone to like me and be my friend, so I chat people up. He's not like that. No. So it's like you'll go up to him and be like, hey, you know, I'm excited. And he'll be like. Okay. Like, and you're like, what are you, okay. <laughs> what do you mean, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to shake your hand, like, socialize. He, and he, it's, I don't know if it's just what it is about him. He's just unique that way. Yeah. And so most people are used to, like, trying to get along and be friendly, and he's just, that's not his jam. You know what's interesting, though? He's been a big star for, like, 65 yeah. years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he jumped out when he was, I believe, 18 years he's old. He's 86. On, uh... He'll be 87 next month. Yeah. I think he was eight, 18 or 19 years old when he was on the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, yeah the the fame the oh, most famous Twilight episode of all time. Yeah, which one? He the, did the three. Gremlin on the wing. How about the the uh, little fortune teller machine? Fortune teller machine. That's too, the one yeah. I always think of. Oh really? I yeah, you love that one too. He won't do anything that. unless he asks the fortune teller machine. Oh okay. It's a really good one. It's creepy. But he's not in that, is he? That's not William Shatner. Yeah, that's Shatner. Oh, oh yeah, it, it is Shatner. Shatner. It wow. is Shatner. Yeah. But uh, Dugan lit him up that day, though. Oh, yeah. he lit him up big time, man. Yeah. He had nothing to lose. He lit him up big time. I'm young. I can't he's... tell the true stories for a while. For a while. <laughs> so now... well, I will say we, we talked about uh, favorite shows earlier, and then we are talking about William Shatner, and then we talked about Twilight Zone. My favorite show on TV right now is basically the Twilight Zone of the 2000s it's called Black Mirror. Have you Black guys seen Mirror, it? yeah, I've seen it. Oh. Everybody's yeah, talking about that. It's the best That's show. It is a good it. show. Black Mirror is a good show. Best show I've ever seen. Is that is, is that Amazon or is it Netflix? Netflix. It is and Netflix. It's, every episode's different. Every episode has a different director too, which is just like the Twilight Zone. And there, isn't that Twilight Zone? 
Didn't they have like a different? Yeah, yeah. they had different yep. storytellers. Yeah, yeah. different storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was I was I thought like was getting mixed up with Tales from the Crypt because they did the same thing. But I was like, oh, man. Yeah. you know, I've been doing the show for for thirty two years now, uh, the morning show, and I don't know what it is about Netflix, but do you have to not be known? Or be famous to get a comedy special on Netflix. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Don't get me started. What is that? I'll tell you. They they basically. I don't know what's going on over there, but they even guys that I like are. It just doesn't work. You watch it, it and you're like, work. it doesn't. It's terrible. And then um, also, so this is you know maybe I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but they'll just give a stand-up comedy special to someone who's famous. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't even watch the act. They're like, "Oh, you're famous. Here's yeah. some yeah. money." Yep. Like, uh, did you Good. see Fred Armisen's stand-up right. for oh, drummers? Yeah, from, that was terrible. It, I've seen people who have never done stand-up at open mics who were better than that. that was, it Judd was, Apatow has <laughs> one too. Right. He has Judd one too. Has yeah. one. But uh, Chris Rock's was very disappointing. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's last one was not funny, funny at all. Uh, the, I Jim Jeffries, I thought, have been pretty good on, He's great. on Netflix. Yeah, Jim yeah. Jeffries is great. Um, there's, there are good people like Tom Segura's is, is yeah. money. There's some guys that are you they're really good. Was, I, I did not. I saw his Tom. first one and it was he's, great. No, he's got a new one out. I haven't now. seen that. Yeah, yeah. and it's just. I'm talking about the one that's anyway. called Mostly Stories. Wait, why does he hate you? Because uh, I don't go on Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. and he kept. Uh, direct messaging me and I didn't answer because I oh, don't really? So he hates my guts now. Well, that's a silly reason to not uh, like it. Plus the fact, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll get over it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, though, his story about his father running to the bathroom and going in the wrong stall, going yeah. to the handicap stall is really funny. Yeah, I think Tom Segura's, the, hey, buddy, the yeah. Mostly Stories Tom Segura special on Netflix, I would recommend to anyone. And hmm. it, I 100%. Positive feedback every time I recommend it. I'll probably call him one of these days and go, why don't you settle down before I have to slap the piss out of you? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you gotten a, a stand-up special? I, I got a quick JB story. Ooh. Oh, great. <laughs> so uh, he, he was in Target, uh, Minnetonka Ridgedale Target, and I oh, now have we know no makeup on. I see what? him coming, so I start trying to hide from him. Thank God he didn't hear my voice, because then he would have recognized me. So you hid from JB. <laughs> and then all the ladies were looking at me like there's like I stole something, because it was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, they I saw you running from, from a black guy. They're right. like, you racist. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. You awful lady. You should be ashamed of yourself. Racist I'm Laura. ashamed of myself for more things than that. <laughs> well, if you, if, if, if you come through life like I have, all... Basically, all white people run from me. In, <laughs> at in Target. Target. Yeah, That's at Target. That's true. What are you doing shopping at Target? Aren't you supposed to be over at Walmart? <laughs> I've never shopped at Walmart. True she story, was like, security, dude. security. It's a true story. I go into a Wal- I've been in Walmart once in my life. Once. Yeah? How was it? I walked in there up in Brooklyn Park, which is a pretty urban suburb, if you know what I'm saying. There's some dazzling urbanites in the area. Yeah. And I, Kathy said, would you pick up some water softener salt? It's my wife. I said, yeah. What is yeah, water yeah. softener salt? Soft for the wa- so it, it softens your water, so your water's real. Where do you where do you live? I live in Sherman Oaks, California. Well, you know how your water's not soft there; you, it has to be softened. I didn't know that. I didn't, oh, absolutely! I'm sorry. I didn't know this. I didn't. I know that's not the point of your story. And what I are took you, a like sound eleven. I didn't know that's a thing. Water softener salt. Yeah, I thought you were Tom, don't some, bring up Santa Claus. Some it's of this be millionaire a stuff on us. Yeah, deal. I was like very excited. It's not. A, it's not a big deal. It, it, it just poured. All your water runs through salt to soften it, except in New York City, the water is naturally. The further west you go, yeah. the more you need your water softened. Hmm. Didn't know True that. story. So I go to Walmart to buy a couple of bags of water softener salt, and this young African-American woman walks up to me. She goes, what? That's what she says to me, <laughs> what? 
And I said, could you, could you tell me where the water softener salt is? And she goes, what? Man, why don't you go shop at Target with all the other white people? <laughs> she told me. Yeah. Was she the greeter? I, that is amazing. She was like the greeter, man. She tells me to go shop at Target with all the other white people. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, Laura, have you seen the episode where John Boyd's black son goes down to Mexico to box? Did Laura go away? No, she's... Laura. Appears Laura. So. Laura, come off the Ambien. <laughs> uh, yes, she just told me in chat that she has to go. Oh, that's too bad. You know what's great Thanks, about Laura. that story is that one, that woman is an a hole for talking to you like that at the, course, at the, at the place. But B, she is hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we acknowledge that, that no is the funniest that. thing I've no ever heard? I have with that at all. Hey, I grew up around that my That's entire amazing. life. Go to Target where other white people are. I'd be like, okay, you're the so best. My high school, I went to you're Minneapolis North High School. Is about, now it's probably like 99% black, but it was probably, I don't know, 70, 80% black when I went there. Mm-hmm. And literally, the the northeast door would be where all the white kids went in, and the southwest door would be all the black kids came in. Really? But I lived in a black neighborhood. Separate so. doors. That's so sad. Yeah, it was, I'm telling you. <laughs> except I lived in this, on that neighborhood, so I came in that door. So I walk up one day, and this black girl opens the door and holds it for me. Yeah. I go, well, thank you. And she goes, that's all right, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like... Uh, Accepting Eeky. while still being yeah. edgy. Exactly. Edgy. So it's the same thing. We're not thing. giving you everything. You're funny, but you're an ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is how it is. So funny. I, I was asking Laura about that episode. Have you ever seen the episode of Ray Donovan where his where John Voigt's black son goes to Mexico to no, box? No, I never heard of that, no. Oh, God, it's hilarious because he John Voigt exploits his entire family in the show. That's great. That's all he does is exploit his family. So he's like a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yes. So he goes down to box in Mexico. He goes, well, who am I fighting? He said, well, we'll tell you about that later. He goes, no, 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 no. Who am I fighting? I want you to know. And so <laughs> people says, well, I've got a poster. And and John Boyd's like, <laughs> like, don't show him the poster, right? They open the poster, and it's like, Alexis Mercado versus El Negro. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, That's amazing. El Negro. <laughs> Which, even in Spanish, is insulting. The black. <laughs> the black. <laughs> that is incredible. It was, And the kid's like, El Negro? God, it was hilarious. I love it. I, Wonderful. There's this, uh, <clears throat> there's this substance I buy for work. Heroin. Uh, now we're talking. Heroin. <laughs> it's called Shugu. Shoe goo. Yeah, it's to repair shoes. And oh yeah, stuff. I know what you're talking about. And on the, and they now make it in black. And on there it says Negro. It says Negro on there. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me there's a bottle that is in production that yeah. we can buy at a store <laughs> that's called Negro Shoe Goo. <laughs> Negro Shoe Goo. So he's like half black and half Asian. <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. It says Negro. It says Negro. All oh, right, but it's half of the half of the label in Hispanic. Is that the deal? You know, I just because it's in the biggest letters is the word Negro. I oh, Negro is the largest letters. Well, a lot right. of times they'll put American and then they'll put the uh, Hispanic word right underneath it. So you know, oh, they do. Yeah. Or so maybe they're probably... just like, man, not a lot of like Americans are buying this. They're going to put some Negro yeah, on there. Like our our clientele it. that's buying this is right. Spanish. Let's put the Spanish on there. Murray's over there losing his mind yeah. right now. <laughs> Murray, you losing it? This is hilarious. Like if you're in Mexico, they're not going to write chips and cheese. They're like, no, our customers speak Spanish. Let's put nachos on it. We'll nachos, it nachos. Be, no chips and cheese. Yeah, nachos. That makes sense. 
And I do know the guy cut the deal said, look, if you're going to put the word Negro on there, it has to be the biggest word on the label. Oh, my God. That basically <laughs> is. No, black is like this, and then Negro is like that. That is. And then everything else. Oh, and everything else is smaller. Mm-hmm. They're okay. like, well, it helps our uh, Spanish clientele, and it makes the white people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they got something to laugh about. Positive, so positive. It all works out well, in the end. It made me laugh. And it made you laugh, too. Yeah. Gives a word for other people to be appalled and uh, humiliated by, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, there's plenty of that stuff going on. I still think, uh, Marie, have you ever seen that Chinese commercial where the woman puts her boyfriend in the, di- in the washing machine? No. I am not making this up, and I swear to God, we can bring it up on the screen before you leave. Uh, it's in China, so this is Asian woman. And this black man comes walking out. And they kind of like hug and stuff. And all of a sudden, she grabs them and shoves them into the washing machine. I'm not making this up now. JB, you've seen this. She shoves them in the washing machine. She runs a cycle with this detergent that's supposed to be magnificent. And when it's done, it buzzes. And he comes out, and he's Asian. Oh, my God. That is crazy. <laughs> not okay. These that's are okay. both products that can only be sold go. at Walmart. No, right that's okay. These are you think not I'm lying? target products. Check it out. Here you go. We're gonna we're watching it right now. Have you seen this? What yeah. is that on his face? I don't know. He must have cut himself. Some shugu. No, they- <laughs> that's negro shugu. Look at oh, no. him right. There. Look at that. But she also she did it aggressive. It was very aggressive. Then she locks him in with her butt. She's sexy though. Let's be honest. She is sexy. It's true. So the so all is forgiven. <laughs> and he comes oh, out. Oh my it. god! I can't do this. <laughs> Murray. Well, she's Walmart. trying to make his oh, wiener my. fit. <laughs> It's just too big. We when to something's back. too big, you put it in the washer and dryer, and it shrinks it right up. The greatest part of it is at the very end, and you miss this one, Murray. At the very end, he holds up the detergent pack, and he goes. That's amazing. <laughs> Did that actually air on television? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. my goodness. It's still airing on television. Andy, it still runs, doesn't it? Well, I don't really know since I'm not from Shanghai. But <laughs> yeah, but you read that stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, come on. So. What kind of answer was that? That yeah, seemed very Andy. negative. Like, do they still sell that at Walmart? I don't know. I haven't been to a Walmart. We'll do some Walmart research. Damn it! What's it called again? It's called like, God oh, crap! I don't remember what the. I can't. We'll find is out. We'll find out during the break. We'll look it up. But it, it's yeah, in it the little say on the commercial. You'd think. And the, and the former black man who's now Asian really loves the fact that it, that is a weird advertising. <laughs> it is bizarre. I can't as even it gets. get like I've been in rooms where you're pitching things. Well, where, where did they come up with well, that? Well, that's just a, that's the backward thinking of. This rubs off. Right. Yeah, you know, there's only two million of them, or two billion of them, excuse me, so we're okay. <laughs> I bet Asia <laughs> loves Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Look, I didn't lot. care for him in baseball, but now. No, no. We'll it's be right back. Around. A couple of minutes, Tom Bernardo. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. 
If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard Show, one of the greatest bands of all time, Sly and the Family Stone. Phenomenal. Uh, Bought a ticket to go see Sly and the Family Stone three different times, and he didn't show up for not one of the shows. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, he didn't show up. He he was famous for that. Notorious. He would he would book dates at stadiums and then not show up. But other than that, that's a lot of work. Remember the way he signed off on the radio too? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> he was a disc jockey in San Francisco, and decided he didn't want to do radio anymore. So he locked the studio door, and the last thing he ever said was. Hey, general manager, I want you to know I'm effing your daughter. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a little cold. Oh, he didn't say effing. Oh, so, that's even worse. Well, yeah, it's much worse. The FCC doesn't like that too much. If you're going to have sex with my daughter, I could do without the potty mouth as well. You know? Yeah, see? Be a better example. You're absolutely right. Jeff Dye with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows at Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. We're taking care of basically all the problems in the world today. There will be no more problems. We're fixing them. We've decided that a lot of stand-up now is not funny uh, on television. You know, thinking about that whole situation, um, there was an article yesterday in in the Star Tribune, one of the local newspapers, about how making fun of somebody on their birthday cake is offensive. So if you give a birthday cake to somebody who's 50 years old and it says over the hill on it, that's extremely offensive and you should never do it. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, if the the intent is humor, anything goes. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Will they shut down all magicians eventually because it's offensive that they're fooling people? (laughs) Uh, That's what they do for a living is fool people, right? Yeah, they trick people for sure. They trick people. um, no, I, don't think, I don't think anyone finds it as offensive. As well, I'll find it offensive when a 40-year-old guy, it says, you know, God, you're old. He's 40. I, had a, I made a cake for my grandma with frosting that said, walk towards the light, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Did your grandmother have a sense of humor? Uh, she, Yeah, she she didn't even read it. She, she didn't was, even read it? Yeah, she just, you, she's she like, I you. love cake. Well, like, you I love the... you, Graham Graham. <laughs> I love you, Graham. One time I came in the morning show. I love you, Graham. Graham. One time I came in the morning show with a birthday cake for myself. For, for yourself. For you guys. You remember what it says? El Negro. It said, "Happy birthday." What a silly Negro. What a silly Negro. That's what it was. What a silly Negro. I, I do like remember that. that. You think, Murray, Murray? You need to hang around with me more often. There would be no discord in the world if more 
black people hung around with me. Murray, I would show up you every I would show up every uh, Martin Luther King holiday and work the morning show. Because, Why? Because Martin Luther King fought for the right for us to have jobs and. So That's I went true. to work. I like that. And he was my hero, which is why I hate all politicians today, because they've turned their back on Martin Luther King. I love Martin Luther King. I love the guy. Yeah. And, and they turned their back on his ideas and ideals, and it really angers me. that they If I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. And Richard Pryor. There you go. Martin Luther King and Richard Pryor, my if two I favorites. I wasn't a Christian man. Just like I'm a Christian man, I'd be down there kicking in your way. Here's a nice cake I got for someone, too. You know why we did this? Well, that's just the pie sign, though. It's I used not to have a teased. show where we would just see what we could get away with. <laughs> Be you pie. And, uh, and so we went to a cake place, and we're like, will you write anything we want? And they're like, yeah, if you want. If you're going to pay for a whole cake, we'll put whatever you want on there. Right. And that's why I got this one, and I got the other one that says, walk towards the light, stupid. Walk towards the light, stupid. So I wasn't making that up. Stupid. We really got that cake. I'm going to find it for you because I feel like sometimes I say something to people like, he's just going well, for a joke. But. Just lucky he didn't try to get like a cake for a, for a gay person because you could never do that. No, that's st- what that one was. I still don't <laughs> understand why do you care if you put frosting on a gay wedding cake? Why would you possibly care about that? Wait, what do you mean? There's, people got mad about that? Because it wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah, there are bakeries that have refused to oh, yeah. uh, serve homosexual weddings. Oh, yeah. What a silly it. man. Yeah. Well, it's a religious, thing. it's their religious uh, choice. You know, I mean, it, I that's where it gets that, weird. But... You know, when do we draw the line of, well, it's okay to do this, but it's not okay yeah. to, hey, to has follow no the blues Has no one ever read this Bible that everyone's quoting? Exactly. <laughs> is, has no one read it that is so passionate about it? Uh, I don't believe in gay marriage because I am aware of the Bible. I've read it. I believe marriage is between a man and a young woman sold by her parents <laughs> right? in as exchange for as... cattle, crops, and village exactly. safety. Yeah. You know, so people say, Jeff, why are you married? Yeah. Well, no one's made me a good enough offer. Yeah. That's yeah. you go. And if she has her period during the crop season, we have to behead her. Right. That's part of the Bible. I, I'm telling you, That's like they is. keep acting like the, the people got married for love in the Bible. We made that up in the last few hundred years. That's, That's very true. That's not a real thing. Whatever, Ugh. whatever made, yeah. Gross. Whatever's most profitable is how it went. Anyone who's thinking is. their marriage is what the Bible's marriage was is delusional wolf. I just don't know why you would want to believe something that disparages other people, and most religions do. You know, I, I don't understand that. I don't, well, I understand they'll, they'll that. tout the one side that this is wrong and it says so in the Bible, but what they they totally dismiss is the fact that. It also says, leave the judging to God. Yes, it's and, not for you and, to judge. And as a matter of fact, and I, I did a big dissertation once on Facebook because I was getting barraged when the, the homosexual marriage started passing across the United States. Mm-hmm. And people, I just watched the hatred come out, and I said, for those of you quoting the Bible, show me the specific lines in the Bible. Leviticus 18.22, which is a Jewish priest. It's the rules for Jewish priests, not the rules for right. you. And it's, and it's right. like, well, Jesus was against this, and I start quoting the parts of the Bible that actually say, hey, Jesus, uh, from yeah. me, the biggest commandment is just love everybody as you love yourself. And that's what it's about. Stop I would judging. Never so I have a bit Stop from my that. act. I hate doing like bits on radio stuff and podcasts. But that's I, why I never this, ask people to do them. This is this is straight do. from my act. I say, you know why Like I, I loved Jesus so much? is because he would be like, love everyone. And then the people were like, but what if they're from a different place than us? And Jesus was like, love everyone. And like, but what if they look different than us? And he's like, yeah, love everyone. He's like, but what if they did something bad to me or my family? He's like, even your enemies, love everyone. And like, but what if? He's like, you know what? Screw it. Just kill me. I can't do this. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) It's not that hard. Right. 
I didn't think I had to spell it out for you creeps. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, I'm going to go the, hang out with some aliens. I'm done with humans. I love in the fact in the Bible they get all... <laughs> he's supposed to be the son of God, and the, the religious leaders are looking at him as such, but then he's hanging out with the hookers and the tax collectors. Right. And they're like, you know, why are you doing that? And he goes, because you guys the already got cheaper. me. <laughs> all right. You guys got me. Yeah. I need to teach them. I'm yeah. here for them now. And people just totally, the pious want to stay pious and that God is only for them. Yeah. No, it's, supposed, it, it's all about well, fixing everybody and I, making people love. I yeah. married a Baptist, and her mother, when we first got engaged, lost her mind because Catholics, we worship idols because there's statues in the church. Yeah, or the Pope. That's right. a big idol. Yeah. So we worship idols. And really? it says in the Bible, you know, no false idols, idols and yeah. whatnot. So. She didn't know how to handle things at first, and it's like, and it, we're, we're all human. We're we're both poor. We're both, we're both black. My dad used nice. to talk to the right. stations at the cross, so that was a little scary. But oh, yeah, that wasn't good. My father was schizophrenic. Oh yeah, yeah. So he I found an interesting table huh? from Leviticus eighteen. All right, uh, let's see here. So, um, women cannot have sex with their grandparents' spouse. Correct. Men can though. <laughs> I'm glad they put that in there. Uh, but men. Can't have sex with one of their parents, but women can. Right, there's a shellfish. Uh, but nobody line. can have sex with their par- their step parents. That's right. that's always for, oh, that's weird. Weird. for whatever reason. Um, it's okay for a woman to have sex with her uncle, uh, but no one can have sex with their aunts. Yeah, but there were like 14 people in the world. At that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time. That's yeah. The big they they should have yeah, put names. The hey, thing. don't yeah. be hooking up with Judas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's a right it's weird how specific. It's how specific, like, uh, yeah. only men can have sex with their spouse's brother's child, but never your spouse's sister's child. It's yeah. like, I need a flow chart to keep up this with the rules. Up. Yeah, this is really supposed serious. to be quoting, and they've taken one sentence out of it to find a way to be mean to a group well, of sure. people they don't know. Yep. And that's what most people do is they'll, they'll quote one line without mm-hmm. quoting the line before right. or after it, right. which yeah. is a setup. And ironically, some of those people would hear me saying this and think I'm mixed up. They're like, well, you're just judging. No, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm just saying you judging other people is is completely against what you claim you love. Number 13, Leviticus 18, number 13, do not have sex with Jeff Dye. That's not in there. Guys, I'm hey. right there. Guys, right don't there. you say that right. to them. I love sex. <laughs> don't you do this to me. I won't do it to you, man. I won't do it to you. I promise. Yeah, I don't know. People in all their... I, like I said, content. Uh, Martin Luther King, content to your character. Yeah. Other than that, I don't care. I just don't care. Be nice. And they people never ever talk about that any longer. You have to agree with me, or I hate you. Mm-hmm. I just what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. When me. also the idea of like, no gay marriage. Gay people shouldn't marry each other. They should marry us. Does that make sense to anyone? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, it does not you make don't sense. You want them to just be happy with each other? Like, what are you talking about? You know, I we should all be you. equally miserable in marriage. Yeah. Well, right, no, that was the punchlines for most of the comedians at that time. <laughs> I'm happily married. To I actually him. said, yeah, yeah, I used to say, uh, I think all marriage is kind of gay. Right. And, uh, but now yeah. you can't use gay like that. So, and why not? I don't know. I love, isn't sad. it Ron White who says, "Hey, for all you people against gays, just think about this: we're all a little gay." And the crowd's kind of shuffling. He goes, oh, just think yeah. about it. When you watch porn, right. do you want to watch some guy with a little winky dink? Or do you want to watch some big, strong, throbbing member? Yeah. And then everybody starts laughing. He goes, 
We're all a little gay. Yeah. I guess <laughs> Which they is are. gross, because yeah. I watch lesbian porn, thank well, you. Straight up. And I'm not even a lesbian. You're all accepting in other words. Yeah. And if people are hearing this and getting offended, look in your Bibles, all right? You cannot find anything against internet porn in that Bible. <laughs> not one thing. It never That's mentions true. internet porn. It never porn mentions inter- the internet. Doesn't matter it's almost like it wasn't important, porn. so just go ahead. <laughs> it's like it wasn't even important. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was Nostradamus with, with the internet, by the way? Mm-hmm. He could predict everything else, like when God was coming back in the end of the world. He had no idea the internet was going to happen. No, happen. he did. There's there's a quatrain that talks about the that will once at one time will be all connected in the in a blink of a second or something like that and they they discern that that means the internet connection. Well, you know what I like about Nostradamus is if he just writes like a thousand predictions, right? Yeah. You know, and then like a bunch of years later, we're like, oh, this one seems this like a good. metaphorically like kind of an accurate one. It's genius. It's That's pretty much genius. Right? Horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. Hey, you just have to hit some of the big ones. <laughs> Who drew? Who's the painter that did the Mona Lisa? Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. Yeah. DiCaprio, I think. Wasn't so Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, DiCaprio. he has like they, they found all these like journals of him and stuff, and they're like, dude, this guy might have invented a bunch of stuff that we see today. Oh yeah. And then they did their, all their research, and they're like, no, no, no. Turns out these are just drawings of drawings of drawings that were in old books. He used to read like um, the journals of like the monks before him, mm-hmm. and so then they got into so he would just sketch because he's really good at drawing and stuff like that their descriptions of things and uh, because and then and then people found the drawings and they go he's a genius you're like no 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 these are drawings of like something he read so they weren't even really his they were like scaled up toys you know like the one with the famous top on the, thing oh, yeah. the helicopter, helicopter right it no it was a scaled up toy that probably he found from like europe like some kid probably brought it from europe you and heathen. He was, what do you have against artists nothing it's great artists <laughs> <laughs> but he was just a really good painter. Scam, right? He wasn't like an engineer or anything like people give him credit for. One of the great scams of all time, the yeah. art world. Good God. This painting's worth $104 million. Yeah. Some uh, of that stuff. Yeah, no way. No way. Especially modern art, I think, is the most confusing. Right. Where it's like a big yellow circle, mm-hmm. and they just like put it in the middle of like Central Park, and you're like, but that... And then it's the pretentiousness of the people around it that are talking to you about the depth of the quality of the, the right. canvas and the yeah. story that they're telling. And yeah. you're like, God, how hard is it to work up this storyline? <laughs> because, man, you're giving me a headache. It's when ugly. And, and it's not all of it. Like, some of it's very, like, whoa. What a, right. But then occasionally it's just like a, you know, like a Jackson Pollock looking knockoff where it's just like splattered paint against the wall. You're like, you think Lennon laughs about how uh, in heaven he's laughing about how people go crazy over his little stick figures that he drew? I know. Right? They're little stick figures for God's he sake. He hated Relax. the pretentiousness of all of that nonsense and everybody's like, he was an amazing artist. It's yeah. like the worst squiggly lines ever. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to be modern, it's got to be graffiti for me. Definitely. That's it, graffiti. Yeah. Some of that stuff's good, I guess. Well, and the, pro- the bad thing about graffiti is, like, for all the good stuff, there's just so many bad ones running around trying to imitate it. Well, what's that the deal with Banksy? What's the deal with him? He is just it? paints like a stencil of something no, on a wall, and no, he becomes no. this great. You're, I don't. I don't. You're get off it. on that. He, well, explain he's a to me. Brilliant, brilliant artist, and okay. he used to be sold in the actual um, shows. Like, okay. Art really shows, right? Little, not art shows, but like the actual play, like a museum where you would see. Okay. It. Right. But then he wanted to get his word out politically and about his art, so he would like make these stencils because it was against the law. But he makes the stencils, which are incredibly hard to make, and then he goes and spray paints a thing. And then people started going, oh, who's this guy? Who's... But he'd been around for ages before that. But he's, a, he's a incredible. He risked his life to do some of the most beautiful art ever. This I'll hour went by way too quickly. I know, man. I love you guys. It's already over. No, let's do okay. it again. 
Like we'll do another Rewind. one. We'll start waka, from waka, the beginning. Waka, waka, waka. We'll start from the beginning. That's Welcome what we'll to do. Tom Bernard we'll get show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jeff Ty at Rick Brown's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, two shows. Sunday night at 7 o'clock as well. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. <laughs> We're just going with Boston, is that what we're going with? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Brad Whitford's birthday. It is? Yep, 66. I didn't know that. That works for me. That works for me. Vinny Favorito. I'm not going to say Favorito, sorry. you got to go with Favorito. I'm with you. It all works I'm out. I'm not going to go with Tom. I'm going to go with Tim. Tim. <laughs> Tim is good. Tim Bernard. I, well, actually, I was talking about that in the second hour. My daughter is going to have her second child coming up, she and her husband. And uh, their first child is a little girl. Uh, baby born in June is going to be a boy. And I don't care what they name the child. I'm going to call him Tom. Hey, I don't care. Why not? doesn't not? matter. You have a podcast. You can do that. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> you actually control all the radio in this city. My God. What, what is like she, that. What does uh, Fawn call you now? Bop, bop. Bop, bop. Bop, bop. That she, wasn't the name that they were going to try to teach her. But, well, you, pop, you, pop, you, pop, your granddaughter's name is Pawn. What? Fawn. Fawn? Yeah, Fawn. Oh, what, was your, what did your daughter like, hit the bong all the time? Like, <laughs> I think so. What a I'm name. Pretty sure. Fawn. Hey, Although I, your name is what again? Limer? Linus. Yeah, Linus. Limer. Linus. Do you have a brother? Yeah. What's his name? Charlie. See, Charlie. Do you see my point? Here's <laughs> <laughs> a movie you might want to rent when you get home, the Menendez Brothers story. <laughs> what a horrible name. Were you just mad that day? <laughs> what a horrible name. It's, it's a brutal name. You what would be dead in my Charlie neighborhood. Brown. <laughs> You'd be dead in my neighborhood. That's a horrible North name. North Boston. I'm kidding. It's a, it's a great name. You'll, you'll be the only one having it. There's no question about that. 
No. <laughs> he rolls his eyes. I know. When you get him back in the van, you'll make him feel better. You won't explain it. Oh, you don't drive a van? I apologize. No, my daughter, I told her because, you know, she's a millennial. She's Well, she just turned 29. Wow. Uh, so she's a millennial. And I said, I swear to God. I know you're going to name your your baby something different. It's got to stand out. I know it can't be, you know, like, you know, Betty or anything. Like, can't be that. Right. You can't do any of that stuff. Especially if it's a boy. But I'm, Especially if it's a boy. Well, yeah. Betty the boy. Stand out. <laughs> Betty would have been better for you than Linus. <laughs> if I had a choice, I would have went with Betty. Oh, Betty, <laughs> Betty Linus. Um, but I said, I swear to God, if, and I said this on the morning show. If you name your child something like Seafoam or something, I will kidnap her and you'll never see her again. <laughs> that's well, crazy. that's what they, these names now. We get these kids. Honest to God, I, there are some people that go, "Oh, this is my this is my baby." It's the, why would you name your kid? Well, they got to stand out. Apparently, standing out is a very big deal now. Yeah, you, you like fun. I mean, it's a beautiful name, mm-hmm. but not a name you would hear where I grew up. You'd never be like, hey, Vito, Frankie, fun. That's, <laughs> that doesn't you know fit I mean? in. It wouldn't happen. Nah, Boston is not going to fit in. No, no. Yeah, but some people do come up with these, like, Montana-type names, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I can't stand people named Dallas or, you know, <laughs> Midwest. Just Mercedes, you know, the car you could never have, so you just named your kid Mercedes. Right. Yeah, I just, I, I hate any kind of name like that. There's, there's normal names uh, this has nothing to do with you Linus. <laughs> you have a therapist right i'm glad you came in linus <laughs> very happy that he showed up today say hi to charlie your brother <laughs> um, this is the, the uh, birth by fire that's yeah. what this is plus you're a redhead nothing went good for you in your life you were dealt the worst hand ever well he's got red hair let's really screw his life up linus that'll work <laughs> You know, my wife's a redhead. I tell you. Yeah, but her name's not Linus. That's no, my name. Point. Is not Linus. Her name is Catherine. That's I mean, this true. kid's this kid's ready to jump. <laughs> and he's on Snapchat. We just found out he's on Snapchat. Yeah, but under a different name, right? No, really? <laughs> wow! Wow! He's sticking Good for with you, Linus kid. Stick to your guns. Someday this will all be yours. Well, Linus was a character, of course, from St. Paul, Minnesota. Charles Schultz invented peanuts. Yeah, me and my friends were just talking about that the other day. This guy Linus from Minnesota. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, How I'm talking about looking at the Charlie Brown thing. It's fictional. Okay. Hey, you know it's a it's a big thing around here. It is absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell you what's a big thing around here. Just Miracle was in my hotel room while while I was waiting to get picked up. Which your coach was from Minnesota, from here, right? Yeah. I, what a great movie! You can yeah. watch that over and over. It's so uplifting when like your life's down. And, yeah. Maybe I'll get you the DVD. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you like Herbie Brooks stories, man. He's, he's great. I, I just I could watch that movie over and over. It's, what a great movie. Herbie Kurt was Russell a good did friend. A good job in that Kurt movie. Russell was phenomenal. He was mm-hmm. really great. But Herbie was a good friend. He was a really good oh, guy. Oh, were you really friends with him? Yeah, I was friends wow. with Wow. I have the picture signed by the whole team, including him. Yeah. Do you? There you go. I heard someone's stick just went for $290,000. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Their amendment bill crazy. is off the chart. I, I see a only once in a blue moon around Boston. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about Herbie. This is a true story. Uh, 1980s, the year we're talking, a Miracle on Ice. Well, Herbie was uh, initially on the 1960 Olympic hockey team, which eventually went on and won the gold, right. 1960. So Herbie was the last guy cut from that team. True story. The last guy cut from that team. He's sitting on the couch with his dad over in St. Paul watching 
the United States play for the uh, for the gold. Can't remember who they played in 1960. How would I know anyway? But they were playing for the gold. Uh, the United States wins the gold, and his own father turns to Herbie and goes, "Well, guess they cut the right guy." Wow! Wow! <laughs> Holy yeah! Wow. wow! That's a little harsh. Don't yeah. You think? Why don't you just name him Linus? <laughs> He's not giving it up, Linus. I'm not going to give it up. I am so teased. You, is he coming to the show tonight? Never again. Never again. <laughs> Never going to leave the house. Dad, oh screw God. you and your job. Yeah, Dad, thanks for bringing me into this. When he He's when he goes and writes the uh, writes the paper for school, what my dad does for yeah. a living. It's no, you're not going to bode you're well. A, you're a good kid. I just got released. Don't mind me. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just got released from the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand that. No, so that's good. So you are you a hockey fan in general? I'm huge. I'm a huge Bruins fan. Everything yeah. Boston, but I, yeah. but the overall sport. My we were talking about this morning. I uh, my two favorite sports would be football and hockey. I mean, football and hockey. Yeah, I used to do. I, I do a lot of stuff with the NHL. Actually, a buddy of mine, Zenon Konopka, played for Minnesota for what was it? A tough guy, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but I mean, I know a lot of the players. A lot of them come see me in Vegas, and then I meet new ones because they'll call and say, "Hey, I got some friends coming into Vegas because everyone goes to Vegas, right?" Of course. Right. And then the um, when the Vegas Knights happen, uh, Gavin Maloof, who's a there. You know, the family's 10% ownership, but still it's huge. Right. And then Clayton Stoner, who played for Anaheim, he's a real close friend of mine. He was one of the first ones they drafted to the Knights. Mm-hmm. And then look how great they play. I mean, they really, really uh, unbelievable stuff. Tell you what, they got a hockey team. They're getting a football team in a couple of years. That's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny, the Raiders. Because my, my, my buddy says to me, he goes, you know, housing, housing is really going to be uh, go up once oh, the Raiders yeah. come in. I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't think gangbangers can afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, the Raiders are good Raiders. for them, but they bring the junk. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't think any wealth's going to come to Vegas because there's, you know, oh, the, the, the Raiders fans are coming, you know? How'd you like to be the QB on that club, though, man? You go from California, one of the highest, ta- I think it is the highest state tax state in the United to States. None. To none. To none. That's one thing I regret about leaving. Whoa! I, I regret about leaving is they had no taxes. You know, now I'm back you, in Boston. I mean, if I paid them, I would bum me out. But I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, then you don't care that much. There's nothing. Vinny, right. Tom's face is on a goalie mask. Tom. Me. Oh, I thought you were taking a shot at Brady. I was ready to jump no. over the table. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I, how I tough know, you were. Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I, I bet you I do. I know you're reli- that, that's religion. I'm t- no, my, yeah. uh My... Uh, my buddy there, JB, decided he put he'd paint my face on his goalie mask. He plays goalie on a hockey team. Oh, because you're not known for skating, so I'd be the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Goalies have to a, be the best athletes on the team. Yeah, to run between those two pipes. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> wow! I got to ask you, Vinny. Sure. I'm in the radio business. I've been in the radio business for forty you, I'm years. I'm sorry. Are you going to be at the show tonight? Oh, tomorrow night. Me? Because from what I hear, I need one. No, I tell Jerry to make sure I'm in the back of the room. So that's because your president's gone and things are back the way they used to be. <laughs> back of the room. Linus, I think you're officially off the hook. Right? <laughs> Linus is off the hook now. JB's is taking a beating. So go ahead. 
Um, wow, that was back in the day, too. Go ahead. Tom. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said Beanie. Yeah, Beanie. No, was you're right. It's not a good choice of words. <laughs> I think it's a good time to run Roots. You want to play it? <laughs> <laughs> you got the music from that. <laughs> that was so wrong. It was. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Class guy, from what I understand. Everybody I talk to, I've never talked to him personally. His Actually, his mother and my mother were born in the same small town in northern Minnesota, wow. Browerville, Minnesota. He has cousins here. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, absolutely. There, Browerville is a town of, I think when his mother and my mother were born, there was like 200 people in the entire town. And then my name is Tom Bernard, his Tom Brady, so he stole Tommy B from me. So I'm getting a little sick of him. Well, no. he definitely didn't steal your physique. <laughs> no, he did not. He's not that strong. You and I, boy. I yeah. love you. Yeah, but you know what? It's JV, I hate. God. <laughs> I hate God. They're always healthy. Explain to me what the hell. Because Tom Brady seems to be a, like a class guy all the way. Like a good guy. Not fake. No, I, I, you know, I don't know him personally. I've met his father. I don't okay. know him personally. But i got to tell you something. We we all love him, obviously, and right. so many people hate him and the Patriots. I don't and, know why. Because oh, we're winners. Yeah, well, that's I like that's winners. why everybody loves Minnesota. <laughs> I like him because he never wins. Exactly. That's true. Um, I love. I see. I love winners. I but, like Tom Brady because he wins. But will you guys seriously? I ask you seriously because of the 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 crap the Eagles fans, especially did to your yeah, fans. Right. Yeah. Were you all Patriots fans that weekend? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, not Linus. Linus no, is an Eagles not fan. Not Linus. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, restaurants, they said, wouldn't accept them and this and that. Yeah. And good for them. Even a Patriots kid was on Facebook. They threw a bottle, hit him in the head. No, you know, yeah. Someone, real class act, goes, no bottles. <laughs> right. Hit him with everything else, but no bottles. No bottles. Yeah. That's... It's just horrible. And then they win and they destroy their own city. You know, it's yeah. like. I know. Well, I don't. I'll never get the logic of, of that. Well, you know, and then either. the anger when I was out in Vegas watching the Super Bowl. As we're oh, walking you by. This year for yeah, the Super Bowl? They, we go every year and there was these guys all regaled out in Eagles garb. And I walk up to him and I go, so. Uh, you know, are, are they going to burn the, the city down tonight? And he goes, well, hopefully only for the good reasons. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was funny, so I, t- I put it in the deal. And all of a sudden, every person that's ever even driven past Philadelphia is all over my butt. And you're a jerk. And oh we're not God, all like that. And, oh and I said, it was your own people. It was, the, it was an Eagles fan from Philly that said, yeah, but I hope they burn it down for the right reasons tonight. Yeah. Well, it's not indicative of everybody from Philadelphia. And I'm like, obviously not. Well, then why do they need up. a jail in the yeah. stadium? Well, that's, Explain that part. That story me. was worth the wait. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> So just, here's your, the problem. Your dad is riveting. W e e i gets Boston. rid of two guys. Yeah. Why would you go on the air and say that Tom Brady's five-year-old daughter Horrible. is an annoying little pissant? Horrible. Why would you say that? And then you get suspended. Okay. Yeah. And then the next one who impersonated that was that big mistake, fired on the spot. I mean, people just go too far. And I'm I'm a shock comic. They call me or whatever. Edgy. I Honestly, messed with the crowd, but I know that I was still talking. But <laughs> I know, I know the line to cross and and how to walk the line. Right, and that's the problem. People go just like your thing in Vegas. People get so. Uh, that's why the world. I'm politically incorrect, and you dealt with political correctness. Well, it's not all about all the Philly people. You know what? For the most part, it is. It is. I don't want to hear you. I saw. Not three, not ten. I saw hundreds of people in the streets, right. and they're idiots standing on a 
soft canopy. Why they didn't think that would right. hold up is that beyond me. Bizarre. <laughs> of course yeah. it is. They're greasing poles, which in some institutions that's a good thing, Linus. But they're greasing <laughs> poles so people won't climb them. I mean, it, it's just nuts. I'm just tired of people appreciate the sport. You know, I and it's still on my Facebook. As soon as Philadelphia won, I says congratulations. You deserve to win. Blah blah blah. Nothing harsh. Nothing bad. All oh, the pay. I didn't. They they were the better team. They played a great. Uh, Foles right. amazed me. Mm-hmm. Two oh, games in a row. Amazing. Two games in a row. The guy was, and then the the icing on the cake for them for me was when Brady just missed the pass, yep. which would have been a time. And they go and do the same play and yeah. pull it off. Yeah. And I was like, there you go. That that right there tells you we're done. We're okay. done. They're gonna win. You worked Vegas a ton. I worked there from. I had my own show from old three right. to this year. So explain to me. Have you ever seen Vegas miss a line three straight games? No. That scares me. That, that's pretty scary. That that's scares really me. Scary. I'm sorry, but they, Vegas doesn't miss three lines Especially in a row. Especially when you go the other way on the money line. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey. I mean, that's, that's, a big, that's a big hitter for you. But you know what? They have know. the guys who set the lines. The wise guy money comes in, and that's what controls right. it. They right. don't. They're not trying to beat you and you right. at the same time. Right. You know how it works. Try to beat Linus. Make it even. Oh, leave the kid alone. He's been doing <laughs> Leave Linus alone. Yeah, we'll be right back. Kid. I was teasing. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to get Vinny to talk. He just won't open up. I know. It's very difficult. Well, try doing the morning show with Bob till you left. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My God, to get a word in. Oh, horrible. Sandy. Sandy just lost his mother. 
did he tell you about his mother's last text to him? No. Uh, that would have been a little morbid for oh, the morning No, no, no. It, it's well worth it. <laughs> really? It's so Italian. It's so nice. His mother was this little tiny Italian woman who yeah. died at 92 and a half years old. Wow. She just died last week. And he gets back home, and he's, you know, Bob is very close to his mother. Yeah. So he gets back home. She's in uh, Forkhead River, New Jersey. That's where he grew up. Right. So he's going through his phone, seeing, you know, what he missed. And he, he runs across a text from his mother. The last text. So oh, excuse me. Call an ambulance? It was not a text. It was <laughs> that one. Yeah. Call an ambulance. She don't fit the Wow. There's a special room in hell for that. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, missed, I missed that text. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, it wasn't a text. It was a voicemail. Oh, that that's worse. Mother. So he listens to the voicemail because he hadn't heard it. He listens to the very last this is such an Italian thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> so he, he listens and goes, hello, Bob. Bob, are you there? Hey, Bob. Bob, answer me. Ah, uh, Buffangool. <laughs> she hangs That's up. That's hysterical. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, Buffangool. That's, That's hilarious. She's about this tall. Wow. It's tougher than hell. Bob said he He's had an uncle. He's a good guy. Oh, Bob's a great guy. A really nice guy. Bob said he had an uncle in New Jersey that had a candy store, but it may have been a, a gambling parlor because his candy store had like one candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah, we we have we have the finest restaurants in East Boston and the North End that just never open. It's, it's amazing. Uh, how how does that ever happen? It's hysterical. I just love Maybe you could explain to me. Nobody could explain to me how it is that the Italians on the North End let Whitey Bulger in there. Well, I got to tell you, my my personal cousin t- did 16 years. He's out, uh, Vincent Ferrara, and oh, you can yeah. look it up. Yep, yep. Actually, if you saw Black Mass, you hear him talk yep. about. I, I was in the movie with my other cousin, and they they did the scene. He says, "I just saw so and so, so and so, and Vincent the Animal Ferrara," which you don't call him that, but that's what they right. You know. And I called him right from the movies. I go, Vinny, they, they, they just mentioned you in the movie. He goes, I know, it's not a good thing. He goes, <laughs> he goes I'm calling thing. Oscar to see if I can sue them. Because Oscar was his attorney years ago. Right. And it was Chesnoff, who was Oscar Goodman's partner, who continued to be a lawyer. And he's the one who found out prosecutors withheld stuff when Vinny went for trial. Yeah. They released him that day. The judge said he would have never taken the deal he took if he, you know, this was known. All right. So he's out now. And uh, he just got married. He's in Hollywood, Florida. I, I just texted him with him this he's morning. He's in Hollywood, Florida? Yeah, he got married, and he's uh, he's in Florida. And you know what? Uh, he, he'll talk about things when, you know, you're just sitting there talking, but he never liked them, never, you know, trusted them, but it right. was business. Yeah, it was business. It was, that was business. It. That's the bottom line. I just talked to Kevin Weeks about a year ago. Kevin, yeah, yeah sure. I don't know if you know Kevin or not. I, I do know Kevin. I met Mighty Whitey twice. I don't know if you know who Kevin Chapman is. Big actor. He's out yeah, of Boston. I, I know who he is, yeah. We grew up together, good, good, good buddy. And I tell a story, actually, in Boston on stage. It's a true story. We were at the tent, outside club in uh Boston once, and um, this is years and years ago. I was just coming up in comedy, and he says, "Can you take a ride to South Boston with me?" And I go, "I'm Italian, Southeast the Irish." Yeah, Irish I go, "Why yeah. would I want to go to South Boston? You, you would never want to go." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, it's not a joke. Oh no, you would not want to go. Back in the day, Sarah Southeast, man. But anyhow, 
I, I said, well, why? He goes, I got to go see Whitey. I go, Whitey, like in Whitey Bulger? And he goes, yeah. I go, why? He goes, well, I borrowed $1,000 and I haven't, you know, paid the vig or anything and I got to go. Ooh. And I go, I'm your muscle? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? But I went in the back and I met Weeksy before, but they sat down five minutes. He got up. He goes, all right, we're all set. And I go, okay. And then just as that, Weeksy gets up. He comes out, hey, Vinny, because uh, I met him through Kevin before, and then Whitey came and he introduced us. They never called him Whitey, though. He introduced us. The guy's eyes were the scariest thing you ever looked at in your yeah. life. I met him twice, and okay. twice I never wanted to meet him again. I mean, scary yeah. dude. Yeah. Scary dude. So Kevin uh, got out of prison, and he wrote a book. Yeah. So he wanted a book tour. And I had met Kevin years and years ago, actually in New York. I was in New York doing voiceover, and, he was in the, and I was at a party. And I, so I hadn't seen him in, God, that's probably 30 years. Yeah. Probably, maybe not that long. But so he's on the phone. I said, you know, Kevin, I got to tell you, um, you and I have met before. And there's a long pause, and he goes, you owe me money? Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Ah, uh, no. Wow. Kevin Weeks' line has killed, I believe, 28 people. Allegedly. Kevin, I'm sorry? Kevin Weeks killed like 28 people for Whitey Bulger. Kevin Kevin Weeks killed nobody. Oh, that's not what Kevin says. That's that's what Kevin does say. He he was after the fact, and he was there, but right. he's never actually killed anybody. And Kevin Weeks isn't a rat. He's a tattletale, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, are you kidding me? You know? Hey, listen, the, the guy, he's still around, but he's, now he's making his living doing these, you know, books and doing tours books and, and that, speaking. Yeah. But he's still around Boston because he's still a tough guy. No one's going to go up to him and no. you know give him crap. This no. guy was one of the best guys with his hands. I That's mean, what around. I understand. Yeah. And during busing, I don't know if you know this story about Kevin. He was a monitor in the hallways at South Boston High School. Okay. Oh. And when the fights would break out in the hallway, it was his friends that were in school. He would join in with his friends fighting the minorities. <laughs> And he's a school monitor <laughs> who's supposed to break it up. But that's in his blood. He's a Southie kid. Southie yeah. kids in, Dorch- in, in Charlestown, kids, the Irish, were the toughest kids ever. Charlestown, tougher than Southie. I still don't understand why it is, though, whether you're a Southie or a Townie, you're Irish, but you're the wrong kind of Irish. Exactly. It's <laughs> 100%. Weird. Well, Charlestown was the was the bank robber capital of the world, and, and that they grew. Right. And if it, it's just like the town. It's not a joke. I mean, the right. town, they, they made the movie more current for the, the audience of the public, but that right. story's really about back in the day when... You know, the sons became the bank robbers after the fathers went to jail and stuff right. like that. But, you know, Patney, who's still around South Boston, he, he said, I should, you know, he says it on TV, whatever, I should have killed Whitey back then. They couldn't kill each yeah. other. They tried and tried yeah. and they couldn't do it. Um, instead, they make a pack. You know, we're, we're, let's go into business together. But the guy was a snake, and until his grave screw him, I spit on him. Oh, I was never a rat. He doesn't care any. He just doesn't want that tag. He was a rat working with the FBI. But and he everybody did work knows with the FBI. Of course he did. He absolutely he did. did. But, you know, South Boston, there was a time, if you were from Salty, you would never want to tell people you were from Salty unless right. you were that proud kid, teenager, because yeah. it was embarrassing. Now, try to get a piece of real estate in South Boston. Really? Oh, all, all See, the, I did not know that. Oh, my God. Everybody wants to live in Salty. Really? Beautiful restaurants are open. And just like the North End. The North End, Little Italy, you grew up there. You All your life, you wanted to get out. It was a ghetto. You wanted to get out. Heroin was rampant there. Right. You just wanted to get out. Now... 
you can't touch a piece of real estate there. It's it's, it's just so it's crazy. The safest neighborhood in America now. Well, back in the day, it certainly was. Mm-hmm. The Italians are still there. I mean, you right. can still walk the side streets. I mean, when, whenever I came home, I stayed there on Hanover Street, my buddy Frankie's place. But you go in the back streets where you know everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's those two guys standing on the stoop. Whether you wanted bed sheets to uh, to to tires for a car, you went up to them, and they're still there. Hey, listen, I need this, and they send you three doors down, and it's there waiting for you. That's that's just how it is. It's still there. The social clubs are really? still there, that's but the amazing. mob is gone for the most part. And the guys getting out now don't want any part of it. No, These young Turks are crazy. They got no respect. They, they're just animals, and everybody's a rat. As soon as they get threatened with jail time. And big brothers everywhere. So nobody wants any right. part of it. It's all fictional now. But the North End back in the day was the only neighborhood old ladies could literally sit on their front steps yeah, in a absolutely. chair. Three in the morning, safe as could yeah. be. I said it was the you safest didn't have neighborhood the nerve in America. to go down there. Mm. Which is how it should be. Yeah. That's I mean, how it should be. Boston was a great city. We were called a racist city, which is true. It was very racist, but on both ends, on all ends. Yeah, on all ends, yeah. It was just, that was the mentality. Roxbury. Right through sports, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Celtics were all white. Oh, yeah. How about Parrish? Did anybody ring a bell? Robert I Parrish? loved yeah. Robert Parrish. Yeah, was i tell you something about that team. Well, Kevin McHale was on that team. Yeah. That's a Minnesota boy. Yeah, I mean, he got I I was a huge Celtics fan all because we didn't have a team here. Yeah, well, we still don't have a team here. We're just <laughs> but yeah, uh, growing up, I was a Celtics. But well, the Lakers were here, but I think I was like two when they went to L.A. Yeah, so I grew up a Celtics man. You know, so I've always loved the Celtics. I love the stories about. <laughs> God, you know the name Cancer Mouth Brown. Cancer Mouth, no, I don't. Cancer Mouth Brown's a guy sat in center field. Uh, every Boston Red Sox game and said horrible things. Oh, really? I, I, I don't oh, even know that story. Look no. it up. Uh, just to hop on the internet. His name was Harvey Cancermouth Brown. He used to say things to people that were just unbelievable, really? but they never threw him out because everybody would go, I'll leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, They'd yeah. They'd come to get him and go, I'll just leave him alone, leave him alone. He's That's fine. Funny. He Jim Rice. I'm Jim Rice playing for the Boston Red Sox, but he's black, yeah. right? So, uh,. We loved him, though. Oh, God, yeah. We loved him. The guy snapped a bat over his knee one time, and I'll try doing that sometime. No. And the bat was not broken either. He snapped the bat over his knee. Don't even try, because you can't do it. Yeah, when Uncle Tommy says try that sometime, he didn't really mean <laughs> to try that kind of stuff. Oh, That's my a God. bad idea. And you grew up with an uncle named Tommy? <laughs> oh, my God. If you want to talk to me after the podcast, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, Vinny's good. Tommy, Remember Johnny, not so good. You're a Celtics fan. Did you ever go to a game in Boston and listen to one on the radio? Johnny yes. Most. Do you know Johnny, Johnny Most? Most? Absolutely. He was the best. Yes. Johnny Most would call a game, yes. and he was so Celtics, and he smoked right in the booth like 100 cigarettes during a game. <laughs> and he had this voice, <laughs> and he goes, now Kurt Rambis is pulling a knife out of his jaws, he's pulling a knife. And he'd just go crazy, you know, whenever the Lakers play. We were kids, we grew up on Johnny Most. He was the best. We would watch the game, shut lower the sound, but put Johnny Most on to listen. My father would always do that. He would talk, Johnny Most would talk, and this is a true story. About the old, uh, what's it called, parquet flooring? Parquet, yeah. Yeah. He he would know, and he would talk about on the air, 
about what area they were in and if the floor was live or dead. <laughs> yeah, the, for the bounce of the ball. Yeah, it was weird because he would know exactly, oh, he's going to run in some trouble here because the ball is not as active. Like, the guy was a classic. He it, was it unbelievable. Was like what, what Harry Carey was yeah, to that's Chicago. Right. Up Chicago with that, Harry Carey. Same yeah. thing. He was a god. Harry yeah. was, was a unbelievable. god. It was unreal. But when the Celtics and the Bruins played in the old Boston Garden, which we used to scalp the tickets when we mm-hmm. were kids, grew up in the old Boston Garden, it, it, when they people would clap, the paint chips would fall off the ceiling at the Boston Garden. It's true. Then I go to you go to a, an excitement. Then you go to a game in Canada, you know, and it's a, it's like literally the finals of the uh, of the Stanley Cup. They score goals. Oh, okay. Like a golf and match. Like, and you're looking around going, what, what, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? Aren't you I mean, happy? It's, it's amazing. That's why even in comedy, I'll, they're a little quiet at first. I go, what are you all, Canadians? You know, because they, like, they, they wait till the end of the show and go, that was awesome. You're like, really? Thanks for all the cheering. Thanks for spending all the time cheering. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, one, thing, one of the reasons I love doing the show, and I've been, I've been in radio for 48 years now. Like I said, doing that morning show for 32 years. All different people from all all different areas of the country talking about, you know, where they grew up, how they grew up. I love that stuff. Yeah, I do I too. Do. I absolutely love hearing about all the old neighborhoods, knowing a lot of people, you know. See, I, I am a huge fan of pretty much every place I've ever been, except I'm not a big L.A. fan. I don't like yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, I lived there for five years. I lived in Santa Monica, which was nice. Well, but, that's got to be nice. But L.A. is still L.A. You know, a lot of pretentious, yeah. phony people. Yes. But this is another reason why I was so happy to go home, because yep. all the time I lived in the West Coast, I couldn't tell you in the different places I lived, I couldn't tell you four neighbors. We, yeah, nobody no, knew yeah, who anybody exactly. was. But you go home, even from back in the day, and, and your neighbors are there, and they remember you. And it's like, like every night, we have people coming over the house for coffee. Right. And, you know, they just don't know what it's like out there, you know? It's not like so this is what right. I want my kids to grow up around, you know? It's yeah, a, yeah. And then, like I say, I get to do things. I am so excited about this club. We're doing show tonight at 8.30, tomorrow right. at 8.30. It's 30. a great room. But great I've heard room. nothing but great things about the place. And uh, this couple, the Cartwrights, mm-hmm. they were fans of mine in Vegas, been seeing me for years. And then uh, Jerry Jerry's came with guy. them, and he yep. saw me. But I was always under contract. They never approached me, and this the timing of it. And here I am, and I'm really excited to be at this. I think it is be terrific, because awesome. honestly, God, I saw your name, and I thought, I don't think I've ever met him. Nope. Which is really weird after all those years. I mean, four and a half decades, almost five decades. And you mentioned how many years you're in radio because the guy who's up for your job is like, no, 48 years. When's it going to end? Um, <laughs> yeah. Any day when's now, you never when's know. enough enough? Yeah, you know? when's enough enough? Yeah, it's not that good in the first place. <laughs> so, you know, it's got to go away one of these uh, days. I think that's why Linus is here. He was going to do the Linus in the morning. What well, JB doesn't realize is this will never be his show. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I was told that no, 20 I'm just, years... I'm, I'm just talking to you. You know why I'm breaking your balls is because the whole time you got yourself a little drink, but nothing for me. Anything. That's I was true. there when you buy the fridge. Back in the day, you had to get it for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program, powered by Nutmos, is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Vinny Favorito in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. He is at uh, New Hope Cinema Grill tonight, tomorrow night, 8.30, both nights. As a matter of fact, were you born in Chicago, in uh, Boston? I was born in the city, Boston. Yes, Jamaica Plain. I'm a paddy wagon baby, actually. A That's paddy a true wagon. story. Yep. My mom, uh, it was time, and uh, they couldn't get an ambulance. It was a big traffic thing over one of the bridges, and they sent a uh, paddy wagon, and I was born in a paddy wagon. Honest to God. That's a true story. Paddy wagon baby. Is that scary? You've been in one, haven't you, JB? I um <laughs> I love this guy. Only as a guest. <laughs> yes, that's my point. When was the last time they took that picture, Tom? That's I just realized that's you. It is me. Wow. You have aged. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> I'm not well. I'm not well. That's I'm the other teasing, part of it. I'm teasing. No, that was that, actually that picture is only about three years old. Now, what would be? I got a question for you. What is Minnesota known for? You know, places are known for food most of the time. Uh-huh. What do you know? Was it pierogies or something? Is that what you guys are known for? Well, there's a little bit. Is, is Minnesota really what should known I for have? Anything? What should I have while Hot I'm here? Dish. Would be my question. <clears throat> What's that? Hot dish, casserole, walleye. That's uh, my son Andy. That's his that? son Andy. Nothing else great. Um, is someone talking that's not here? Yeah, right. Andy. Oh, that's my no, son. What is this running your blood with you guys? Running <laughs> <laughs> you? I was my wife and daughter on the show usually too, but my daughter is taking care of her baby. First ten minutes, I was going like this, looking at the end of the table, going, "Where is this guy? <laughs> Where did he go?" So, what's a Wally? What, what is that? Walleye. What is Wall-eye? that? Just fish. some gross fish. fish? No, yeah. I don't want that. What else? Oh, yeah, what's that. the other thing? Hot, actually, hot dish. Actually, the Italian food in this town's really good. Is it? Didn't used to be, but it is now. Hot dish. What is hot dish? That's where the poorer people would just kind of throw everything together and bake it. This is why they let you answer the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor people. Um, <laughs> well, I am. From that's St. called pot luck. <laughs> I am from St. Louis. So. Are you really? Yeah. I was just. I just. It was just there. I, I love there St. Louis. Go. My buddy owns the golf course out there. That's hot dish. Oh wow! And they just mix all that together. Wouldn't <clears> that become shepherd's pie? Yeah, it's kind of like it's right? kind of like shepherd's pie yeah. in a way, but you know, tater tot shepherd's pie. So, huh. you know. It's not that great. So your son is on right now on the show? Yes. Okay, and so I'll meet him when I go to the next show? Is that how it works? No, you meet him when you go to the Improv in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach Improv. Wow. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a good. You ever play that Now, Hartman just took them all over, right? I think so. 
Yeah, um, Robert Hartman bought the Improv brand. I think that's right. Yeah, his company. Yeah, the, the Improv in uh, in West Palm, he really he really dude it up. It's really nice. West Palm wasn't there when I did it. I worked West Palm, but it wasn't an Improv. I used to do all the Improvs when I worked the road before Vegas when I right. lived in L.A. Right. Uh, improvs and Funny Bones because they had combined right. for a while too. But West Palm, when I did it, was Uncle Funnies. Uncle Funnies, yeah, Uncle right. Uncle Funnies, yep. yeah. Yeah. West yeah. Palm was great. I used to do Coconut Grove Improv and all those. Yep. They'd bring me there a lot because of all the drug dealers. And they'd be on their phones and all stirring the phone. So I would take command and just mess with them big time. Which is wonderful. And they, they didn't do it, you know, so they were cool. Are, too, are people too afraid to work the room now? A lot of comics are, but yeah. I'm not. That's what, well, it's, what, it's that's that's how I got here, and and, and that's... I don't mean here, like to Minnesota. That would have been a punishment. Right. That's, I'm no, just kidding. Well, no, no that's, I stuck to my guns all the way, and I will not change. I'm a politically incorrect show, but if you go to my show, you understand. And I have the most repeat business in Vegas because when I was in Vegas, is because every show is different every night. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't say things to hurt you uh, personally. I get right. into your life, but as far as the stereotypes, including myself, I mess with everybody. And, Which I love. Yeah, but there's disclaimers everywhere before you get in. When you buy the ticket, I'm the only show they tip to sit in the back, which doesn't matter because <laughs> I'm still going to get you. And then even the guy out here, the Cartwrights, he's he's seen me over 12 yeah. times, and he goes, he's ne- he's never capped on me. And Sarah replaced the S word with capped, very professional yes. on the radio. Yes. So yes. Uh, he goes, you never capped on me. And, and some people are bummed because they want to be messed with, and I won't mess with them. But see... Here's the problem, and this is the truth. I'm not being corny. You, in the beginning of my show, if you never see me, you might go, "Oh my God, this is going to be." He's like racist or he's sexist, and then you oh go, "Wait a God. minute, he's messing with everybody." This is what he does. I am tired of someone sitting in these rooms, and there's that one person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the internet and slam you. Please do. Please do. This is this <laughs> exactly. is how I sell tickets. Slam me for what? You know, you get all these disclaimers. Then I tell you I'm going to do this before I do it. Right. And it bothers you. But, uh, you know, it's it, it becomes like a just a family show, and it's like a messing with everyone. And and then they, they realize, well, you're not you're not what we heard you were. You're a little different. You know, I mean, I don't I don't say things. I say things edgy. But I don't say you're a fat guy, you're a bald guy, you're this. Right, I don't right. talk about uh, cancer, AIDS, rape, stuff like that. Things yeah. that split around religion, politics. I don't talk about any of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go, it's about life. And it's about how how this world, this country's going nuts. You know what I mean? It's just going I'm nuts. I'm telling you, Vinny. And that's the- how I open my show. And if you come to my show, you'll hear what I have to say. And it's like... I don't care. I do not care. I say the stuff that you guys whisper in your cars, the same people that bitch when they're yeah. in the room, yeah. or they get cut off by an Asian. What, what do they say? Oh, that Oriental. No. <laughs> you know, they don't do that. You know what I mean? So I'm tired of this this fake right. thing and people who create groups and protests. I call them bumper sticker people is what I call them. If you got a bumper sticker on your car, I don't even want to know you. They're, I'm telling you what, in the state of Minnesota, there are people that have bumper stickers. I'm th- 20, 30 of them. Good. It's unbelievable. Come to the show, and, and, and let me let me yeah. see if I can win you over. And if not, hey, we gave it a shot. You know what's amazing about that, and, and JB, I assume it was like that in St. Louis. That's what we did growing right. up in North Minneapolis over here. That's what we did is went after each other. 
and we all loved each other sure. and spent all our time together. But we were never nice to one another. Oh, oh. oh that's a very attractive jacket you've got there. Yeah. We don't do that. I went, to, I went to high school when busing started, okay? And we're, they're getting ready to do our 40th class reunion. So these two people on Facebook were like, got into it. She said he said something racial. Right, right. And I said, listen, he wrote this whole thing. And I go, there isn't one of us, okay, back in the day when you were with your friends in your neighborhood, didn't use the N word or the this word or the that word. So you're all phony. Stop, stop this crap right. and move on. But that's the problem. People today are just ready to look for trouble. St. Louis is probably the worst I've seen. I just mm-hmm. went there to do the nine one one for the cops. They have an app for schools, right. yep. Yep. and I do shows there. And people from St. Louis were coming to the Champ. Uh, it's called um, Champagne, I think, Illinois. Yeah, it's right over the bridge. Right. All white, okay. But people from St. Louis are coming over because that's how scary St. Louis is getting right now. This has not ended in St. Louis. It's no, still going. No, on. it's still going. It's still going on, yeah. and it's ridiculous. And that's the stand. That this that the, these people have to take because the cops are in a, in a have done wrong. Some of the cops, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, look, the whole country is nothing's right right now. Do you think it's maybe because we're taking everything away? Well, I it, think so. Yeah. What you're talking about, uh, we would make fun of each other and whatnot. Right. It made it uh, tougher in some ways. Sure. And now it's called it's thrown under the bullying tag. Of course. Yeah, right. It's tension. But see, I right. come in here, you're a good guy, and you're in the business. You're in the entertainment business. When you're sitting in front of one of these microphones, you're in the entertainment right. business. Just like that kid. He's in this room. This is what I do on stage, mm-hmm. and this is what I, and I feel people out. You laugh. You laugh. Hey, look, I'm Italian. What do you think? I didn't grow up being called a guinea or a wop or you know a right. greaser or all right. this stuff. We all grew up with this stuff. And if you're from an inner city... You understand the logic. You know what I mean? You grew up around that. I'm right. just tired of these people that I've been with will say they shouldn't say that. But in the house, they'll say something really like mm-hmm. rude about someone. And I'll be the first to jump on it like, really? really? Well, in some cases, I can't even make fun of myself. Yeah. I mean, I work on a college. I work at the university. Oh, yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. And, and that's true. I, I can make fun of myself and, yeah. and get... And it still comes across racist. Right. Of course. And it's like, I said it. I was trying to be funny. I right. was talking about myself. You know, I had to right. go through the whole thing of explaining, and then they kind of back off. And then they, bit. and you're also, in your own mind, just making it an icebreaker. Right. Because you, you're, you're getting on yourself first. Right. You see what I'm saying? But that's it. we got to stop being afraid of who's sitting in these rooms. This is a comedy club. It's just like when you watch a movie or TV. TV, where they're using words like, I don't know what you can say on this, but they're using words like douchebag, asshole, stuff like that right. on television. They do on television. But that's now right. they're censoring comedy clubs? Are you I kidding know. me? So these comics that are folding up and selling out, I have no respect for that because they're just worried about their job. If you're good at what you do, continue doing it. And I feel I'm good at what I right. do. And that's and I won't change. Right. The most you can do is say, I'm not going to see him again. Well, fine. But a lot of these people that come in with that attitude, I don't think I'm going to like this guy, I'll win them over. Because they realize, wait a minute, he's not hurting. He's, he's actually, that's the key to it, you know? Hey, you know what? You've made Linus's day. He's mm-hmm. a good kid. He was very happy about the fact that you were, that you were capping on him, having yeah. a good time. He loved it. I just think he got bummed out when he realized that's not his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what bummed him out the most. That was it. I mean, JB has a tough time because people in this town, because I'm, I'm a lot like you in that I will say what I want to say. Good for you. I will not. And that's why you're in the business 40-something years. Yeah. 
I will not, you know, intentionally harm someone. God, no. But, JB, how can you hang out with that guy, that racist jerk? Yeah. The, some people think I'm racist as hell. I'm like the least racist human being on earth. Once again, I don't care what you look like, who you are. It's the old content of your character. If you're a good guy, I like it. You're a good woman, I like it. If you're not, get the hell away from me. I've been, no I've, been, I've, been, I've been beat up by blacks, by Asians, by Spanish, by Italians, my own. And you know what? I still have friends that I love that are Italian, mm-hmm. that are black, that are Spanish, and that are right, Asian. Right. It, so it, it, you can't. It's the people who hold the whole group responsible. Yep, yep. They're, they're just they're just small minded people. And right. I, listen, I'm not political. I don't want to make a statement out of this. No, you're I'm not. just going to stick to my guns of what I do. You want to see a great show and laugh continuously and right. go. Oh, my God. And hear the things you wish you could say, then come see me. <laughs> because I don't hold back. You know, At New Hope Cinema Grill tonight, tomorrow it's gonna night. It's going to be awesome. By the way. I can't it's wait. It's always going to be awesome. We, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I like it. Uh, as a matter of fact, that when Jerry called, uh, he called you, didn't he, Molina? Did, did Jerry talk to you directly? Uh, he texted me, yeah. He texted you. And he said, yeah, I want to bring a guy in on, on Friday in the third hour. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Jerry... I really like where, you know, but Jerry's a hell of a cook, by the way. Is he? Oh, man. Well, he's single. He has time. You know? <laughs> he does have time. He is a nice guy. Super he's a nice guy. guy. He's a yeah. great guy. He really He is. really builds up his 200 Chrysler like it's some sports guy. But anyhow, it's, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's not a four-cylinder. It's a six-cylinder. Yeah, it goes oh, very yeah. fast. People yeah. think it's a four-cylinder. You know the Ferrari and and, and uh, what was the Magnum Pi? Mm-hmm. He goes, there's three types of Ferraris, and I'm not sure which one that was, but one of them only gets to sixty in this point. My car does it, and I'm like, you went back to Magnum <laughs> Pi? Wow! You had to go back away. <laughs> He's the nicest argument. guy in Jerry's the world. Nice guy what a what a guy he is. The guy makes the best ribs. Does he? Oh, they're phenomenal. Wow. He makes these. Uh, Cinnamon rolls that are unbelievable. Make, wow. make them cook for you. Yeah, I got a day left. I'll see if I can work it in some ribs uh, and cinnamon you can rolls. Work it in, not a problem. I'll get the cinnamon rolls. Fine. I think it's better you ask for the ribs. <laughs> I had some last night. <laughs> did you where, Did you have some smoke, smoke in, the pit? in the pit? Yep. You went to smoke in the pit last night. I love soul food. Me. Is that a soul food restaurant? Uh, basically. Oh no, I love I love fried chicken at a real good soul food place. Do you have yeah. one of those around here? I would go. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, when he's talking about smoke in the pit, it's phenomenal. Yeah. How yeah. far is it from where I'm staying? The, the home, what's it called? Homeland Security Hotel? What, yeah, Homeland Homestead. Security. That's Homestead. exactly right. Is it called Homestead? Homeland Security Hotel. I don't know. Home That's something. It's, it's not more than, what, 20, 25 minutes? Yeah. Jerry give you a ride over there in, in his fast car. Yeah, the 200. You know. That was a nice thing. His nephew sold 99 cars. He needed one more to make his yeah. big leap in money, and yep. and he bought one. I thought that was yeah, a really nice one. That's Jerry. He's, Jerry's a cool dude, man. He He's is. a good guy. Here you go right there. Smoke in the pit. Chicken wow. ribs, catfish. I love catfish, too. What's kind of a racist uh, logo they got there? What's <laughs> well, that all about, JB? That is a little racist. <laughs> it's a really God. racist logo. I'm very upset. Black-owned family yeah, I mean, from got... Little Rock, Arkansas. Are they from Little Rock? Rock? I worked Little Rock, Little Rock once. Yeah, that's. Uh, um, it was a funny bone, actually. But Little Rock had great food. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had Absolutely. great food. Ladies and gentlemen, got to go see Vinny tonight, 8.30. He's at New Hope Cinema Grill tonight and tomorrow night, 8.30. Thank you so much for and having me. What a me. great pleasure to have you. In no, a- you guys are awesome. Really, you rock. I just like, well, we just like to have a conversation. It's not about radio. or it. It's just about having a conversation. You know, when I left your, I'll say, I'll end with this. When I, 
when I left the station this morning, I said, you know what I loved? They didn't, like I said it when I came in, they didn't ask me five setup questions oh, and this and that. And they said, you hate that stuff. Hate and I go, then I can't wait to do his podcast. <laughs> really. I do. I but you guys are stuff. awesome. I hope you can make it to the show. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we'll have a good time. JB, a pleasure meeting you. You too. Uh, what was his name? Finest, Nymus, whatever yeah, it was. Nymus. Good kid. Don Nymus. Don Nymus. Nymus. <laughs> That's exactly Thanks right. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Bernard Show. Thanks.